Happy May, entrepreneur. And do we have an amazing lineup for you? So not only is today's episode pretty damn good, but upcoming, we're going to be talking everything from AI to, you know, marketing to child development and how that plays into you being an entrepreneur and what you do and operations, as well as telling some really strong stories about our guests. So you don't want to miss it. But for right now, I am jumping in with the incredible Christina Flack. Let's go. Ever found yourself teetering on the edge of throwing in the towel? You know, asking yourself questions like, is this supposed to be this hard? Or is it even possible to succeed at this entrepreneur thing? I completely get it because I built my successful businesses while juggling major health issues for my children and myself, debt piling up to my eyeballs and so much more. Want to know how the hell I succeeded and how you can too? Tune in to find out. Here we go. entrepreneur and welcome to today's show. It's going to be a good one here, folks. I am joined by Christina Flack, who is a celebrity makeup and hair artist, as well as a creator and CEO of Pretty Girl Makeup. Her work is inspired by her love of beauty, fashion, music, and art. And she channels those passions into her goal of making her clients look and feel beautiful on the inside and out. She's also has a hell of a resilient story, folks, that includes becoming an advocate of sepsis awareness and much more. So Christina, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. How are you today? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. You know, no complaints. It's I'm on, I'm on the East coast and it's actually warm. So I'm going to take it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So why don't we jump in? I know you have, you have a remarkable journey, which I'm sure many of us could, could do to hear. So why don't you jump in and tell us your entrepreneurial journey? Well, I am a makeup artist, I'm a celebrity makeup artist, and I am the creator uh, and CEO of Pretty Girl Makeup. So I started, I had a problem of being a mom, driving around, I would drink a ton of water and my lips would get dry and I could not find a lip gloss that would stay on without drying my lips out. So I thought, okay, I'll just create my own. I thought it was going to be like a two week process and super easy. And I was very mistaken. It took over a year. uh, And it was a very interesting process to go through the formulation. And then once that was established, then creating the colors. I have been self-funded up until right now. I have a business partner, Jordan Hall, and we are creating, uh, we're expanding our line and creating a new line. So uh, with, with investors. So it's been a very interesting process. Wow. And, and why makeup? I always like to ask that. I've had a couple different folks on the show that are in that realm. So why they all have different reasons. So why for you? Well, I'm a makeup artist, so it's a very natural segue uh, for me to have created a line um, because that's what I, you know, use on all my shoots. Um, the lip gloss that I created is has is anti aging. Um, it's got amazing natural oils in it and hydrating and very long lasting. So once I created that, it was just uh, it was perfect. As a mom, I wanted to have something that I could put on and that would last longer than two sips of water and I wanted it to have funny names so I've created funny little names for the glosses soulmates uh rich husband you know <laughs> love of my life 
Nice. Nice. So can you talk to our audience a little bit about moments that have to do with resilience, right? So those, those moments throughout your, your life where you've run into it and really had to kind of dig deep and and how you got through those, um, whether they're into your entrepreneurial journey or your personal life or your, wherever it may be, because that's really the value that I think our folks are, are looking for. Well, I have had uh, quite a bit of loss in my life. My mother died when I was 20. My baby passed away on Christmas day. Uh, 15 years ago, and my my husband, uh, Ken Flack, who is a professional tennis player, passed away in March, actually almost four years ago on the 12th from sepsis. Um, So after my husband passed away, the Sepsis Alliance contacted me and asked if I'd be willing to raise awareness for sepsis. Um, That's what he passed from. And I thought that would be a a positive way of of dealing with my grief and, and helping others while I did that. Yeah. Wow. And how old were you when your mom passed? If you don't mind me asking. I was 20. You were 20. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Um, and so do you feel like, not that it ever gets easier, but do you feel like I've heard people say often that once they go through one adversity, they've almost kind of collected, a, collected a set of tools that then they can transfer to the next one. And they kind of build muscles when it comes to resilience. Do you find that at all? I mean, obviously it's all hard, but yes, you know, um, actually, yes. Uh, you know, I kind of, expected the loss of my mother. She had brain cancer since I was eight. And when my son passed away, that was really, really shocking and hard. He was four and a half months old on Christmas day. Um, and that really turned my life upside down. My marriage ended. I started taking sleeping pills to just function in the day because I was just needed to be numb. I couldn't handle the loss of my son. Um, but after about a month, my friends and family were like, okay, stop. You're not really a pill popper and get your shit together. So I, um, I really tightened up my bootstraps and got back on my being very disciplined of eating very well, exercising, praying, meditating, being grateful for what I have and what I, you know, not what I don't have. So when my husband passed away all these years later, I was much, I was definitely more prepared. I realized that I could not go down that dark hole because if I did, it affects too many people, my children, my family, my business partner. So I really had to be even more disciplined than I normally am. So I started, and I also noticed that everything seemed worse if I was too tired, too hungry, too thirsty, didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Right. So it's unbelievable. When you're tired, everything is just monumentally yes. much more challenging. Okay. So I, I started exercising twice a day. There weren't like hard workouts, but right. you know, a hike, yoga, rode my horse, went on a walk. Um, I prayed, I meditated, I tried to eat well. And my daughter had come to me one day when I was just having like a total meltdown. And she said, mommy, you have to be grateful for the time you had with daddy and not for what you don't have. And once she said that, that really opened my eyes to thinking like, I was grateful to have the love of my life for eight years. It wasn't enough, but I was grateful to have that. And so I just thought, you know, I really have to be grateful for what I have. And it really does make a difference in how you look at the world. Happiness is a choice that we make we can be positive or we can be negative and we can choose to have a great life or we can choose to have a horrible life. It's definitely up to us. And so I thought that raising the awareness for sepsis would help. 
I also started an educational fund at the Northern Light School in Oakland um, in my son Bo's name and one for Ken, uh, the Ken Black Educational Fund for children to go to private school on scholarship. Nice. I helped start, yeah, I helped start a garden at the Edna McGuire School in Mill Valley called the Bo Friedman Outdoor Classroom. Uh, education and nutrition are incredibly important to me. And I feel that if kids are exposed to planting vegetables and harvesting them and learning to cook with them and doing science experiments that throughout their life, they will be much more inclined to eating properly and trying new vegetables that they probably wouldn't eat if, if they hadn't been. So, yeah, no, I, I, my, my children are in a school that has outdoor classrooms and different things like that too. And I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of exactly what you just said <laughs> around, around all of it. And it gives them such the hands-on experience with it is just, it's just amazing for them to have. Right. It really is. It really is. So and how many, oh, sorry. How, how many kids do you have now? I have five kids, five kids. Wow. Um, I'm like, whoop, but two, I'm overwhelmed. Um, so you're the more you have, I have to say. <laughs> Now that they're older, my kids are old. Yeah. My daughter is 28, Rose is 26, Nikolai's 21 and, and Ben's 15. So they're, they're We're older. There. Good. Well, that yeah. gives me a little help, a little bit of hope. It's <laughs> minor little. Um, so, I mean, how did you move through? I mean, that's unbelievable. The grief that you moved through with that. And I, and I'm 100% on board with, you know, those, those core things around eating and sleeping and people underestimate those especially in kind of this like hustle and grind mentality that people live in. They think that that's going to make it better and it makes it worse a lot of the times, but with five kids, how did you move through that with them too, holding space? Well, I think my mental state and my happiness really affects them. And so, and it's not like they didn't see me crying and sad. They did, but they also saw that I chose to do things that were positive to make the world better place. Right. And so I think that's all I could do. I tried my best. There's days that I had that were awful. I was crying. I was, it was terrible. It was a very dark, difficult time, but time does help heal things. It makes things softer. It doesn't mean you get over it. It just softens. Um, and you have to choose to have a beautiful, I want to have a beautiful life and create amazing things. And I'm very grateful with the job that I have running my company, uh, and being a makeup artist. I, I still, I have agents. And so I, and I love the photo shoots that I do. I'm in Los Angeles, um, for this next month, working on the food network, a TV show with Tyler Florence, Thanks. which is super fun. Yeah. I did a people magazine uh, actually this week, uh, Rita Moreno. I did her makeup and hair for, uh, for people. So that was exciting. So I've had a very big week. Yeah, that's wonderful. Congratulations, by the way. That that's amazing. And it Thank is you it's, so much. You're welcome. It's it's fun work. And I like how you said, like, you know, you have to really focus on, you know, the the beauty in life, which is essentially what you do. You are literally an artist. <laughs> you know, I think sometimes people I had I had to take makeup in um college because I have a theater degree. So it was like a requirement. And I think people really underestimate the level of effort it takes to do it. So I give you a lot of kudos because there has to, it's, it's hard, correct? Can you tell our folks how hard it is? Cause I know it is. Well, it's, it's, it's effortless for me now, but it's taken a long time for it to become effortless. 
endless. I, it, it was a million, you know, what do they say? 10,000 hours. And yeah. I probably put in 2000. Uh, it, it's to make makeup look like you don't really see it is it, it's a skill. And I'm grateful that I have been blessed with, with those, uh, with that skill. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure the people you're working on are very grateful as well for that. They, they, they usually <laughs> Yes, they're very, very lucky with all the interesting people I get to work with. Yeah. So, so what are your moments that you've kind of experienced that maybe you've needed resilience like lately? Like you said, it, the grief doesn't go away. I think that's like a, a misconception too, is that it just kind of disappears. Like I liked how you said it softens, right? So any, any kind of bouts with adversity that you've had recently where, you know, you've had to kind of use, were you using the same tools if you run into anything or? I, you know, I have the same uh, let's see every, you know, life gets bumpy. Sometimes it's yeah. messy as my husband used to say, and you're right. You don't get over it. You learn to manage it and it softens, um, you know, different relationships with in my personal life. Um, I've had, I have one person in my personal life that is a very challenging person. And, uh, so I've had to learn to manage that, um, you know, it's, it's interesting that people, the people that come into our lives, they come in for a reason, a season or a lesson. And uh, sometimes it's hard for us to differentiate what is the, the reason and how long that person should stay in our life. So yeah, I've, uh, I've learned to, yeah, it, it, you know, sometimes with work, it gets a little, you know, I'm away from my family right now. I'm in Los Angeles for the month. <laughs> and so I miss my son who's 15 and I chat yeah. with him, face with him. That's, that's hard, but I have to, that's just part of my job. Um, it's hard. Let's see, you know, we're starting a new business. We're starting a new company and it's stressful with, you know, figuring out the numbers and doing all that stuff. But I try to really enjoy all the different aspects of my life. I, I love it so much, uh, being a makeup artist. I love doing my company. I, my business partner, Jordan, I adore. And so it's always, you know, we're a team. And so it's, really great. I don't feel so alone when he and I are in meetings together because, yeah. you know, we have each other. Yeah. I mean that, and that makes a difference too. I mean, I'm sure like you oh, just said, yeah. like when you're on your own, as I mean, I know I'm, um, I function in just as me. Um, and I know quite a few other kind of solopreneurs and it's like night and day, even bringing one other person in the mix is makes a huge difference, right? Oh, it does. It's a great sounding board. Um, you know, are my weaknesses or his strengths. And so it's really great that, that we've found each other and we love working together. We laugh all the time and, you know, we, you know, we keep each other on track. He probably keeps me on track more, but, uh, <laughs> but that's I'm okay. Very to have him. It'll, I'm it'll all sure. even out. It evens out. I feel like, especially when you're in partnerships like that, I'm sure there's moments where you'll, you'll need to keep him on track too. <laughs> I don't know. He's sitting right over here and he's just like, Hi, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan, you want to come on too? We can bring you on if you want to. <laughs> Jordan, you, ready to come, you want to come to the show? <laughs> he's from, he's probably like, who want you to be crazy here? Do you want to talk? No, he's on now. No. <laughs> he's like, no. He's, well, he's, folks, he's, we he's tried. We did try. I always threaten him. Like, You're going to come on one of these shows. He's like, no, that's what you do. I don't do that. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know what? We're just going to give Jordan a shout out, right? Because you have yeah. to, he's a good sport for yeah. what we just did to him. Um, but you know, so let's, let's rewind a little bit. So, I mean, you've been doing your company for how long? Not this, not this version of it for how long? Since 1999, a yeah. really long time. Yeah. yeah. 
So, I mean, if you were to look back at that, that version of you right then versus now, like, what would you tell that person? Oh my gosh, you are going to have a bumpy road, but it's going to be interesting. <laughs> like put your seatbelt on. <laughs> you yeah. have no idea the roller coaster ride you're about to get on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I say that too. I'm like, buckle up. That's what I would have told. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and what are the, what are the largest lessons you feel like you've, that that girl has learned like between then and now? That's a great question. I think that everything always works out. Waste, uh, worrying is an absolute waste of time and energy. Um, it's also energetically, you know, you whatever happens to you is what you focus on. So if you're focusing on negativity or things that could happen that probably won't, those mm-hmm. things might happen. So I really try to just stay focused on the outcome that I want to have happen and not what I want not to have happen. So, um, and to know also everything turns out the way it should. Sometimes we think like these things are happening to us, um, but they're sometimes happening for us. So that's one thing I've learned, especially in the last few years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a big one, especially when you're early on you think like, oh my gosh, this, the world just keeps on hitting right? Like, is there anything else? Like I've said that I've heard myself and had to catch myself in that mentality too, of like, are you fucking serious universe? <laughs> like yeah. anything else you want to throw? Yeah. yeah. Or like, what is it? They always say, God only gives you what you can handle. And I'm like, okay, God, like I'm good. I'm done. <laughs> Make it just out of a break. Yes. Just- yes. I've definitely heard myself saying that with probably a couple expletives thrown in the mix as well. <laughs> There was a lot of those. <laughs> um, and I mean, I imagine, like you said earlier, like you must have passed all of this down to your kids. Do you see, do you see pieces of this in your children? Yes, I do. My girls, uh, both of them, my daughter Melania went to Central St. Martin's in London. She's a couture fashion designer. Wow, yeah. um, and my daughter Rose went to NYU film school and she is a screenwriter in Los Angeles. Wow. And it is interesting that both of them have gone into kind of creative jobs. Um, my daughter, Melania started a fashion line called Ruja and she's working on a golf line right now. And Rose is working on, she worked on the reboot of Mad About You and she's working on different screenplays of TV and film. So they're both independent um, and have cre- I've, I've always said to my kids, figure out what you love doing that you would do for free and then figure out how to get paid and then figure out where you want to be while you do it. So yeah. I think I'm grateful that they have created lives that they enjoy living. Yeah. And those are two, those are two industries that definitely take some serious resilience and some serious guts to stay. They're, right? they're, they are brave women. Those two, that mm-hmm. is for sure. It really are fashion in itself. Like I was like, Whoa, when you said that, I was like, Oh man, that is, that is not an easy ride. That so props to her. Hard. Oh my gosh, that is such hard work. The pay is terrible and they work like a million hours. So that, but again, she loves what she does. So, yeah. And I think you, you hit the nail on the head when you find the, I love how you just said that. Cause I can, I can like picture the like 20 year old version of me going to school for theater being like, okay, you're going to do this, but how are you going to monetize it? And now fast forward, I'm 40 something and I'm podcasting. Right. So <laughs> it's always like that great combination of, like you said, that, that passion and it proves that it is possible, right? Cause so many people don't think it's possible to do that. And you're proof of that too. I, 
I never in a million years thought I would be a makeup artist. I never thought I would start a makeup company. Nothing, if I was like 16, my life is certainly not what I thought. I never thought I would have so many children. I'd be widowed. I mean, I, I, a lot of these things, but I, I really love how my life's turned out. It really is. It's great. And it's, it's been quite a journey, but it's been, it's been fun. I've, I've loved big. And um, the problem is when you love big, you, you hurt big too. Yeah. So, yeah. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade that. Good. I'm going to ask you a random question. What did you want to be when you were little? Do you remember? Oh, I do. I, well, I wanted to be a, t- a professional tennis player. And so I did do that for five minutes. Um, I turned pro for five minutes wow. and, then, uh, and then what else did I want to, I didn't, I think I wanted to just be a mom. Wow. Well, mission accomplished friend. So you aren't that far off. <laughs> That's true. Right. It's it's amazing though, because it is kind of like this collective skill set of things that we acquire throughout all the years that that builds you up to now. So now you're, like you said, you're on the verge of kind of creating this this newer company model, right? With investors Mm -hmm. and with you know a different level of responsibility. So how is that feeling to you right now? Is it just like, is there fear? Is there, you know, you're just jumping both feet in? You know, there's yesterday we were in pretty intense meetings all day long. And I was feeling a bit anxious, but, um, I think I don't, I fear more not doing it than doing it. I think being stagnant and not trying is fear. And I think not trying is what I'm more afraid of. I think there's no fear in trying. There's no failure in that. The failure is in not trying. So I just feel, I feel great that we're doing this. I know it's going to all work out and it's, I had, thank goodness, have Jordan with me. And so it's not quite as daunting because I, I have him to kind of keep balance and keep me from sometimes feeling like I'm going to go off the deep end. Like I can't deal with it. It's too much. Yeah. Which I mean, again, is a testament to when you do have a partner, right? Because when you're by yourself, you can spiral and you don't know, you don't know any better. You don't even realize sometimes you are spiraling in those situations. I know what I'm spiraling. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes when I don't know, he'll remind me, he'll be like, Get back on your lane. You got to get things back on track. Like, oh, good point. Good point. Thanks. Thanks, Jordan. I thought I, I, thought I was hiding that. And he's like, no. <laughs> you might have been for everyone else, but not for me. Yeah, which is, that's, that right there is worth its weight in gold, is having yeah. someone well, who actually sees it. I'm like, yeah. He knows when I'm like, not all. All there, which is great. Um, yes, that's a, very great. That's amazing. So what do you think, what are your dreams then going forward? Cause I mean, you've done some pretty amazing things. So what are you thinking as you move forward? Like what's the, what's the big kind of thing that you're marching toward? Well, creating, you know, this company that gets acquired and, you know, bought by another big company would be fantastic. I would like yeah. to continue doing these photo shoots. I'd like to do some magazine covers. That's always great. Yeah. I want to, you know, continue. Uh, I love watching my kids' lives you know, how they're changing. That's great. And I hope to have big love again one day. That would be, I mean, that's beautiful that you're open to that too, because I've seen some other folks who have lost and then it just shuts down forever. And that always breaks my heart for them um, on that level. So, you know, if you have anything that you can tell kind of our newbies, our new entrepreneurs kind of coming in, I always like to ask that question. And like you said, you've said amazing lessons so far, especially everything works itself out, right? I, I love just saying that out loud, may not be the way that you 
want it, quote unquote, but you know, what can you tell our really newbies? Cause I think there are, some of them are listening and I know they're petrified, but also passionate. So any other kind of tidbits that you can tell them? I think if you're, you know, I think, you know, doing a job that you hate is make change. Don't just settle for mediocrity and just not trying. I think if you want to get a new job, change your job, maybe do it part-time, which will lead it to you being able to do it full-time. And, and making change in life is a little being a little bit uncomfortable. It's going to make change and things will get better. And to try, just don't be more afraid of not trying than trying. You're not going to fail if you try. Yeah. I'm always a big fan. I can never, I'm going to butcher it slightly, but there's the quote about not getting to the end of your life with the music still in you. Um, that's not the exact phrasing, but it's, I got it pretty close. And I just always, that's always in the back of my head. Um, especially when it comes to kind of my company and my, my kids and, you know, living full out is like, not, you don't want to be laying there and not to scare anybody either, because I know there's that pressure of not living with regret too. You're like, Oh shit, I'm going to get to the end. And you know, there's going to be a list. Um, but I love the fact that you just said, you know, be more scared of not trying because it's so true. Right. Yeah. Definitely be more afraid of not trying. Yeah. And not failing. I would rather fail 50 times over because the learnings are going to be so, so significant. I don't think they're fails. I think that they're lessons. And so I look at these bumps as, as lessons to get things to the next step. So I don't, I don't really think anything is a failure. Just not trying is the fail. Yeah. I mean, I had someone on here once who said, um, you know, that, that failure is like a done deal. Like people consider themselves a failure, but it's because they've stopped, like you said, stopped trying, stopped moving. They've stopped being an active word. Right. Mm-hmm. So your failure is kind of like, you're at the, you're at the end, like you're done um, right. versus failing, which is kind of this ongoing learning process that you can go through. And I've always kind of liked, I've liked that. Like you can't label yourself a failure if you're still trying. No, I mean, that's such a negative word. I would yeah. never, I, I just think and enjoy the process. Enjoy right. the lessons, enjoy the bumps. They're going to change. Everything changes. There's not going to, oh, you're not going to, like right now, my life's really nice and stable and good. And there's a, inevitably a bump that's going to show up yes. sometimes. And I just have to learn. I read a really great book after my husband passed away called We Plan and God Laughs. It <laughs> is by Rabbi Sherry Hirsch. Yeah. And it's a really great book, kind of learning to deal with these bumps, how we choose to deal with them. And they're kind of like waves. We need to learn to ride the waves and just know it will pass. There's, yes. there's one thing I can guarantee you in life. Uh, there's always change. Yes. Always. Yes. Nothing stays the same. Yeah. We say that a lot around here at the Brazilian entrepreneur. I say that in my everyday life is like, you know, on those days when, when I am saying what we said earlier around, like, God, are you freaking kidding me? (laughs) When I'm saying that, then I have to kind of shift and remind myself of like, you know, that, that phrase, this too shall pass. There is a lot of, you know, truth in that. And for better or worse, it's, it is going to pass and what goes up must come down good, bad. You know, there's always a cycle to these things, right? Right. It's true. Yeah, it's absolutely true. All right. Well, I mean, any other kind of last tidbits that you want to, you want to give to our entrepreneurs? I mean, this has been lovely. You have a lot of wisdom. I think I've said everything. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I think 
much, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've made some some wonderful points around, you know, it will work out. So if you are listening to this, it will work out. It may not work out the way that you are envisioning it to work out or the way that you had in your head of it working out. As you said, you never would have thought back then of all the things. And I certainly wouldn't have thought all the things I've gone through either. Um, right. We're going to actually be things. Um, so why don't you tell folks where they can find you so they can follow your journey, especially with all this exciting stuff coming up? Well, you can go to christinaflack.com to see my portfolio, uh, prettygirlmakeup.com to see our makeup products. And Jordan and I are offering a 25% discount Thanks. with the discount code 20 girl. And we're on Instagram, Christina Flack Makeup and Pretty Girl Makeup, P-R-E-T-T-Y-G-I-R-L-N-K-U-P on Instagram. And let's see, Facebook, Twitter, we're all over. Yeah, we'll be sure, we'll be sure to link all this stuff. We'll be sure to link it all in the notes and say the coupon code one more time for folks so that they know. Pretty girl. Pretty, Pretty girl. girl. Yeah, it doesn't great. get any easier than that, ladies <laughs> or gentlemen, whoever's, whoever's purchasing. <laughs> well, Christina, this thank has been a pleasure. So yeah, thank you very much thank for being for here. So Christina's story is just, it's really powerful, right? Because she's done, she's just accomplished so many things professionally. And, you know, if you're looking from the outside in, you may not know everything that she's been through, but to, to deal with that much you know, extensive amount of loss in your life, your mother, your child, your husband, right? It really speaks to us about the need to find joy and gratitude when you are facing life, life's adversities. And I think here at the Resilient Entrepreneur, that's what we're all about, right? It is seeking it out, seeking out that lesson, maybe sometimes when you don't want to, or purposely infusing joy when you're right in the middle of a complete shitstorm right? Sometimes you have to, you know, kind of jar yourself out of it to make sure that you're not living there. Because I think we're all going to have good days and bad days. We're all going to go through adversity, but I think it's when you set up shop in those kind of negative places and you decide to live there and not just pass through as a visitor is really when, you know, it can become a challenge. But I know that if you are one of those people who is going through an adversity right now, I have faith and I have confidence that you can come out of it just like Christina did. And on next week's episode, I am welcoming David Selinger to the show. Now, David's got a really cool story. He was an early employee at Amazon working directly under Jeff Bezos. He co-founded Redfin. He's working on an amazing new project called Deep Sentinel using AI for security purposes. And he's just a really cool guy with a lot of great stories. So you won't want to miss it. And if you love this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, download, follow, rate, and review. And you know, tell a friend because who couldn't use a little more resilience in their life, right? See you later.